All right, greetings, guys. I'm Apostle Charles Ellis here at HNLC Studios. We're here in the city of Plano, Texas. We have to get ready to start on actually 10.30 a.m. service that we have here at HNLC. It's a Tuesday here in the city of Plano, Texas. Matter of fact, it's July the 23rd. We're going to look over here in the book of Acts chapter 3. And we're going to call this one the Activation. Because you see the process where Peter and John goes up to the temple and pray. And we're going to break some stuff down and look at some things very interesting in how this particular word pertains to our own life. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you for this time, this moment, as always. As we come before your throne, Father God, as we receive the word through the spirit that comes through you. Your, your conduits, your helpers, your, your servants, that we bring to the people, Father God, a relevant word that will help them in their walk on this particular day as they go forth. Father God, we bless you in this time, this moment, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <clears throat> I pray, Lord, amen. I want to clear my throat here just a little bit. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 3. It's now Peter and John went up to the temple together in about an hour to pray, being about the ninth hour, which indicates about about three o'clock, according to scripture, in terms of breakdown. They said they saw a certain man lame from his mother's womb, who was carried there daily uh, and laid at this particular gate that was called Beautiful. And the Bible says it was a reoccurring uh, breakdown and information behind the scenes of the scripture. It said it was a reoccurring situation that took place in some kind of little scheme, some kind of thing they had, a little hustle that they have. Sometimes we go to certain stores. Depending on a certain type of town we own, or the streets, or maybe see people who are begging alms. They are sitting there, they're asking for money, change. But Hamid is the greatest thing we can do for them is to loose that very thing that's holding them bound, that very thing that they're in the front upon them, because God never designed them to be that way. Hear me when I'm speaking to you. Well, the word of God said, according to Jeremiah 1 to 5, he was created, he was designed and engineered to be a prophet before the nation. And he comes back in Jeremiah 11, 29, say he knows the thoughts and the plans for you. God planned for you and never for you to be big in arms. The word of God decreed those who trusted him and believed in him. He will always supply everyone in their needs according to Philippians 4, 19, according to his riches and glory. So what we best thing we can give these men and women of God is not water, money, or homes, but pray that they be loose from that very thing that's holding them captive or bounded by what the enemy is trying to make them seem to be according to what God created them to be. God created them to be an ambassador, a man or woman of God who go forth with the revelation that illuminates to receive that what God has in store for them. The word of God decrees over here, and they look at the scripture a little closely here. And it says in the second verse, a certain man could be either one of us laying from his mother's womb. Now, this particular man had a crippling disease. That was, he was born in this area, condition that he was in. And sometimes, you know, you find people that are born with things. We go over here to the area of John uh, chapter 9. We look over there and Jesus passed by. I see this blind man. And says, see this blind man and the disciples begin to ask the question, Father, you know, who, 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 who sinned? Which one of these men has sinned, mother or the father? He said, what, not one of them has sinned. That meant that the glory of God may get the glory. Well, the glory of God may be glorified. Oh, God may be glorified in the midst of the situation. So this man in this condition, you and your situation, me and my situation, whenever we pray, we pray, we ask God to get involved with our earthly situation. I heard Dr. Tony Evans say this so many times. When you pray, you're asking God to get involved with your earthly situations. When he gets involved with your earthly situations, according to your belief, 
the word of God decrees a number of scriptures, a plethora of scriptures, how he could trust and know and declare that his word won't go back void. Go to the book of Numbers 23, 19 to 21. He makes it sure that he exalts his word above his name. I'm not a God that I should lie. I'm not a son of a man that I should have to repent. We're coming over to the New Testament. We see the word of God declaring out of our mouth. We've got the power declaring to create call things. Romans 4 and 17. That be not that if they were. Knowing that God exalts his word above his name. He's a father of all princes of power, dominion, supremacy, whatever it may be. The dominion has been given unto us to be able to speak on our own lives. That's the book of uh, was it, Proverbs 18. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Call things in position to be not through the word. Faith coming by hearing. Romans 10 to 17. That be not through the word. These are things God has given us a plethora of a machine gun type of word. When the enemy try to come in, it's like a flood. These are standards we raise. Knowing that God's got a plan for our life. Matter of fact, Ephesians kind of hits it all at once, puts a lasso around everything. He said, far above all princes and powers and dominion, Ephesians 1 21, not only named in this world, but everything that's to come. The Bible declares decrees over in this particular third verse, and he says that who Peter and John was about to go into the temple, and the Bible said they fastened his eyes on him at the man he asked alms. When the man asked alms, that was an activation point. That now the man of God to believe declare he'll never be in a situation he'll ever be ever again. He'll never have to beg arms from anyone. Because now he's about to be introduced to one who can supply all of his needs according to his riches and glory. The word of God said, if I can believe that all things are possible. Jeremiah 32 and 17. Is there anything too hard for a creator, a designer, engineer to do? Whatever your proclivity, whatever your problem is, whatever the injuries may be in your physical body. He says the same thing in Jeremiah 32 and 27. I'm the creator of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for a heavenly God, a creator, gave you supremacy, power, and dominion, according to Genesis 1 and 26, to do? The Bible says, when we fasten our eyes on Christ and believe and declare and decree that he's a God of the impossibility. The word of God says he fastened his eyes on Peter. The Bible says he was hoping he received some money from them over this particular area of the fourth verse. He says he fastened his eyes on them. Bible is an indication that he would give them expecting to receive some money from them or expect to receive something from them. And the word of God gave him something all right. He gave him the power of illuminated word. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I not. And this is what you got to understand. I don't have silver and gold. When I come to the kingdom of God, and I say this all the time, and it may make a lot of people upset. It has nothing to do with your tithes and offering, but you don't peddle the kingdom of God for money purposes. You don't play it on the intelligence of people. You know they're in desperate situations and you use it as a way to fleece money into the body of Christ. The Bible said free to give and free to receive. God will never charge you for your blessing. The Bible said it comes about belief and the expectation to know that even though I can't see to have faith to know that Christ is going to do just what he says he's going to do. Am I talking to somebody? The Bible said he fastened his eyes on Peter and John, hoping he will respect something from them, mainly money because of the little hustle game. Peter came to him and John said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have for thee. It's the kingdom of God of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible said, Get yourself up out of Lodabar and walk. The Bible said, The man rose up in the position he was in. The Bible said, As he rose up, the Bible said, The man took him by the hand. In the seventh verse, he took him by his right hand, not the left, but by the right hand. And the Bible said, He lifted him up. Luke gives an indication of how the bones and how the joints. And the very parts of his body began to gain strength as he rose up out of this situation. And the Bible says, as he rose up, the Bible says, immediately his feet and ankles received strength. It wasn't that, it, it wasn't, see, this is what I'm getting you to see. It wasn't tomorrow. It's not what God is going to do. It's what he's already done. The Bible says, according to your faith, 
be unto you. The Bible said the brother rose up, and it makes me think about the presence of the word of God over in the book of Psalms 46, that I'm a very present help in my, with somebody. I'm a very present help in a very present time of need. God will declare the creed is all based on your faith, that him that believeth, ongoing belief, all things are possible. We just spoke about that. Jeremiah 32 and 17, is there anything to harm for a creed that is designed to do here on earth? The Bible said the man rose up, gained the strength to his ankles and his knees, and he began to move. And the Bible said, according to the eighth verse, he went leaping and stood and walking. The Bible says it said over here in the King James Version, he said he was leaping and he stood and walked as he entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And the people saw him walk and praise God with him, a consistent praise. And they began to look upon the man of God over here in the 10th verse. And he said over here, he said, do you know that this is with the man who begged alms at the gate beautiful of the temple? Man and woman, God, I got to get out of here, but I'm giving you to understand something, that the plan when God does something in your life is not based on your fact of what condition you're in. It's based on the fact of how God can bring you out by your faith. Father God, I thank you. I bless you, honey, for this time, this moment. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father God, I need you to begin to fill your people with amazement about what you said according to your word, Father God. Bless them to understand and realize that there anything too hard for God in heaven to do. Father God, even as we leave off the land, Father, we ask you to look over this word. We ask you to uh, just, just continue to bless this word as goes into your heaven. And no one understand, Father God, you are declaring to create everything according to your will, your purpose, your power. Father God, these things, now, these things I don't speak of myself. But through the power of the Most High God, I'm going to call it done. And Father God, I thank you for this time, this moment. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Each and every one of you out there, you want to get a hold of us here at HNLC Studios, you can. It's the number is 214-897-9554. For those who want to actually uh, send us a, a text message and text your uh, prayer request in, you can do that as well at harvestnlc <clears throat> at gmail.com. Until then, God bless you, man and woman. God, we pray that all is well. Have a beautiful day. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.